hi, hello, how are you today? I hope you're having a really good day. And as you may or may not know, my name is Elizabeth Dale and I am a Cornish writer who has spent the last few years writing about Cornish history. But if you have read any of my blog posts or maybe indeed listened to any of the other episodes that are on this podcast, you will know that as well as the sort of straight up out and out history, I always like to include a lot of myths and legends in my work. Now this is partly because I love them and partly because I think that they kind of add another layer to a story and they can really tell us a lot about the past, about the the fears and the aspirations of our ancestors. Now I have a wonderful book called An Encyclopedia of Monsters, written by Daniel Cohen and published in 1982. And it contains descriptions of monsters from all across the world, from all different countries and cultures, from Bigfoot to Nessie and werewolves and vampire bats, as well as some really, really strange creatures that you've probably never heard of and who are too fantastical um, to be anything more than just a myth or a legend. There are also these really strange oversized beasties as well. So there's sort of giant sloths and giant snakes and giant octopus and giant birds like the Thunderbirds of Native American tradition. Now, Thunderbirds, and no, I'm not talking about the puppet or the cartoon. These Thunderbirds were ginormous birds that were said to swoop down and steal small children and they were said to have a wingspan of around 30 feet which is like 10 meters so huge and uh, the last sighting of one was in 1961 when a pilot spotted what he thought was another plane flying over the Hudson Valley um, until he saw the so-called plane flap its wings Now, there are other uh, giant birds around the world, um, many of which are included in Cohen's book. Um, There's one called the Athol, which comes from the island of Java in Indonesia. There's also the Mothman of West Virginia in the USA. And both of these monsters, you might call them sort of humanoid in form um, because they were described by witnesses as looking partly human. The Athol, that's the flying creature in Indonesia, is described as having the body the size of a two-year-old child but covered in grey fur and with an enormous wingspan of about 12 feet or three and a half metres. While the Mothman was originally known as just the bird until someone obviously decided that that name wasn't scary enough and they rechristened him the Mothman. Well, anyway, he was seen by witnesses between November 1966 and December 1967. And he was also described as having sort of the figure of a grey man with red staring eyes and a wingspan of 10 feet. Now, both of these bird-like creatures completely terrified everyone that saw them. 
these avian humanoid hybrids are actually quite common in folklore uh, all across the world. They can be found in Egyptian, Hindu, Greek and Japanese cultures amongst many others. But there is one creature that I was quite sad didn't appear in the Encyclopedia of Monsters and that's our very own Cornish Birdman, the Owl Man of Mornan. Most folk tales are hundreds or even thousands of years old and they seem entirely distant really from our modern lives. But this one story from the village of Mornan Smith near Falmouth is much more recent than we are used to. And it is also um, one of the oddest folk tales that I've ever really heard uh, about Cornwall. In 1926, there were a number of attacks on people by a strange large bird. Now, I have to add that it's really unclear whether this was the same strange large bird or if it was just some really weird coincidence. So in January 1926, a man called Albert Squires was attending some turbines at a China Clay Works when he was attacked by a large bird which scratched his head and hands with its talons. Then in June, a boy was attacked by a strange bird with a six-foot wingspan whilst out walking between Mount Hawk and Porth Tower. And then the newspapers reported in December of the same year, a large bird described as possibly an eagle was spotted by several people in St Ives where it apparently tried to carry away a dog. But by far the oddest report in 1926 actually appeared in the Cornish Echo newspaper, which wrote that two boys had been chased by what was described as a very large and ferocious bird near Mornan Smith. Apparently the terrified boys managed to escape and took cover underneath a large steel grating. And if this had been the only sighting of this strange creature, it could have just been put down to overactive imaginations. But this was only the first of several appearances of this half man, half bird, which became known as the Owl Man. Now, this first sighting in 1920 attracted the attention of a surrealist painter, Max Ernst and his partner Leonora Carrington, they visited Mourn and Smith in 1937 and they were said to have performed rituals to try and summon up this half man, half bird. And the owl man motif really featured very heavily in both their artworks for the remainder of their life. Now, the next reported sighting came some sort of 50 years later on the 17th of April 1976. On this occasion, the two witnesses described an abnormally large bird resembling a giant owl flying over the tower of the 13th century parish church at Mornan Smith. The two young girls who were the witnesses were June and Vicky Melling and they were the daughters of Don Melling and the whole family had come to Cornwall on a camping holiday from Preston in Lancashire. 
The girls at the time were aged sort of 12 and nine years old and they were apparently in the woods near the church when they heard some strange hissing sounds and went to investigate. They described seeing a huge bird with red eyes and strange claws shaped like uh, blacksmith's pinchers. The family were so frightened by the incident that they cut their holiday short and went home three days early. However, the girl's father, Don Melling, he later gave a sketch that June had drawn after seeing the owl man to a man called Tony Doc Shields, who was um, an artist, a magician, and someone who had a real sort of deep interest in monsters. Now, Doc had moved to Cornwall in 1960 and in the 1970s, he was living in Ponsonooth and had made a bit of a splash in, in the local press and the national press for a series of what can only be described as publicity stunts, which involved him invoking the spirits of monsters um, with a coven of naked witches. Now, for example, in 1977, um, he claimed to have summoned the spirit of the Loch Ness monster and taken some of the, quote, best photographs of Nessie. Um, but these photographs were, were widely dismissed as a complete hoax. Um, many people believed that the photos were staged and that Nessie was actually a sort of hand puppet. Anyway, Shields became something of an expert, in inverted commas, on the Owlman um, at the time. And so that would explain perhaps why he had these sketches that were drawn by the girls. Now, there is a bit more to this as well. In November 1986, Doc Shields was in the papers again when he was accused of vandalism for entering the church at Morning Smith on the night of Halloween in 1986. Um, and he was said to be trying to raise the spirit of the owl man. The West Britain reported that he lit candles and smoked cigars in the church and even stood on the altar while chanting um, and in the end the church decided not to press charges because nothing had been broken and he hadn't actually even broken into the church because it was left unlocked at that time. Anyway back to the sketch which was this sort of pen drawing supposedly drawn by June Melling of the Owlman and it can only be described as sort of a, a sketch of the figure of a man with these huge feathered wings. The face is actually a bit more bird-like though. It has these sort of big pointy ears like an owl and there's also like a, a big gaping mouth. Now there would be another sighting about two years later um, but I really can't find actually many facts about this one. It's said that the story goes that the witnesses thought that someone was playing a trick on them, that they had seen someone dressed up in a costume, um, and they described an abnormally large bird, silver grey in colour, and they only realised that it wasn't a trick when they saw this, this creature take off, take flight, and then just disappear. And after it flew away, they said that there was this strange static noise coming Coming from the trees afterwards. Now there was another sighting in 1989 and this time the witness was an American tourist and they described the owl man as being at least five feet tall 
with huge claws emanating from its vast wings. And this witness actually wrote a letter to the editor of the Western Morning News, Simon Parker, and I'm going to read it to you now. So the letter goes, Dear Sir, I am a student of marine biology at the Field Museum Chicago on the last day of my summer vacation in England, the last Sunday evening, I had the most unique and frightening experience in a wooded area near the old church at Morning Smith in Cornwall. I experienced what I can only describe as a vision from hell. The time was 15 minutes after nine, more or less, and I was walking along a narrow track through the trees. I was halted in my tracks when, about 30 metres ahead, I saw a monstrous bird-man thing. It was the size of a man with a ghastly face, a wide mouth, glowing eyes and pointy ears. It had huge clawed wings which were covered in feathers of silver grey in colour. The thing had long bird legs which terminated in large black claws. It saw me and rose, floating towards me. I just screamed, then turned and ran for my life. The whole experience was totally irrational and dreamlike. Friends tell me that there is a tradition of a phantom owl man in that district. Now I know why I have seen the phantom for myself. Please don't publish my real name and address as this could adversely affect my career and now I have to rethink my whole world view entirely. Yours sincerely, a scared eyewitness. Now after this, stories of the Owlman really went quiet for several years but that doesn't mean to say that there weren't other weird things happening in Morn and Smith. In 1996, a woman reported seeing a ball of light floating above the Mornin' Smith uh, church tower. Then in 2003, two teenage girls who were listening to music in the church car park late at night, they reported seeing a glowing, pulsating globe of light hovering over the church. And the girls said that they watched it for quite a while until it just vanished. Then in September 2009, it was reported that a 12-year-old girl called Jessie Wilkin or Wilkinson actually saw the Owlman of Mornan for the first time this century. But the most recent sighting is said to be in 2019 when two paranormal investigators claimed to have captured the Owlman on video. Now you can see this video online but to be perfectly honest, all you really see is a silhouetted figure, very blurry, in the distance in the churchyard. And it's got pointy ears or horns and it really could be anyone dressed up in a costume just lurking in the shadows. And I really have to say it's, it's not very convincing at all. So what are the theories? What are the explanations for all these weird and wonderful things that keep happening in the vicinity of Morn and Smith Church? Now, there are a lot of suggestions that the Owlman could be an escaped 
great grey owl or Eurasian eagle owl, both of which have enormous wingspans and huge talons and can stand up to sort of four and a half feet tall. And the hissing sound that the Melling girls heard, that could definitely be an owl because I remember the first time that I actually heard barn owls hissing on the farm and it is a really weird, right, really quite eerie sound. But the only problem with that is the length of time over which these sightings have happened. I mean, it's it's nearly uh, a century, it's nearly a hundred years. Another theory is that all these strange occurrences actually have something to do with the church itself, or to be more precise, where the church is actually standing. Now, it's said to have been built on some ancient earthworks, and it's said that there is sort of this powerful energy in the area that is causing people to become agitated or nervous or unsettled, and as a consequence, they are seeing things. And some writers even claim that sensitive and perceptive visitors have described Mornan Woods as being alive with energy. And there are other researchers that have detected ley lines and that's um, earth energy lines that are passing through the graveyard. Now, I don't know what the explanations are. I've been to Mornan Smith Church many times and um, I have to say, although the woods there are a little bit creepy, I have certainly never seen anything strange, no strange balls of light or indeed birdmen flying through the sky. But if you do visit, and I suggest you do because it's a beautiful area, don't forget to bring your camera because there are no photographs of yet of the birdman and of course we'd all love to see one. So I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's been um, a bit of a weird one, this one, I guess. You know, my last couple of episodes have been very sensible history stories. So I thought I couldn't disappoint and, you know, I had to find you something bizarre to talk about. And if you've enjoyed that, I've also written about mermaids in episode seven and strange things falling from the sky in episode 19. So if that kind of thing floats your boat, go back and have a listen to those. And until the next time, I would really love it if you would leave me a comment, subscribe, like, share, all that stuff. Um, It would be brilliant if you would. And thank you so much for listening. It really does mean everything to me to have your guys' support. Um, And yeah, I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Thanks. Bye.